Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. And it just happens to be the one-year anniversary of the creation of the Winston Churchill Cup. And of course, it's fitting that the current champion is none other than David the Smart Mark. Congratulations, David. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. Well, from a howling, howling wind outside here in deepest, darkest Cambridge, I'm all right. Yeah, good afternoon, everyone. Good morning. Bienvenue. Welcome. I've been expecting you, Mr. Burkhead, should I say, after your recent podcast ventures. Um, very good, very good. All, um, you know, I expect you to talk, Mr. Burkhead. No, I don't. I expect you to die. And we'll probably go on to this as we go on. The Churchill Cup is safely ensconced for another month. An interesting one, this one, because we We've never, ever been that far apart in any, be it, be it going to America, be it coming back. This was a little bit one-sided, and unexpectedly so. David, I blame Impact Wrestling because they added six matches after we put our process together. Yeah, they did, didn't they? They did. I reviewed it for the, the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show on Tuesday, and when I went to watch it, it was interesting, the dynamic, because I think in the end there was um, 11 matches, and all by the main event, none of them went over 10, because I timed them for, you know, because I'm a sad sack. But I had got the timings up of the matches. And, yeah, no, apart from the main event with Moose and Eddie Edwards, which they went bonkers with, um, not not necessarily in a good way either. Well, what has Eddie Edwards become? Um, anyway, another story for another day. But, yeah, um, turning point literally was it. And I went into Survivor Series with a couple of points lead, which, obviously, when you're the champion and you have the champion's draw rights, it's a struggle. But I even extended that. Again, not expecting so because you never made any picks that made me go oh that's silly um you know and it just the way it worked out david you know i kind of forget the rule about survivor series when it's team raw versus team smackdown yeah, you did. should always pick team raw i did say that mate didn't i when we when we made the predictions and quite simply i think it was the women's smackdown match where um, you looked at the strength, you look, you know, you make that fatal mistake, you look at the SmackDown team of quality and the Raw team of quality, and you think, well, there's no way, surely, Raw, you know, no, Belair went over. But, um, uh, you know, I'm sure that may be coming up in your um, your six questions, because um, unfortunately I was proven right. It was a bloody awful Survivor Series. Oh, it's so funny you say that. Let's just slide into the 76 questions. It's time for the Stunning Six question. All the whys and what have they done now? Hopefully, David and Sean can make sense of it. Okay, David. So was this literally the worst Survivor Series we've seen in the last 20 years? I'll tell you what's up there. It's it's certainly be top three. It wasn't very good at all, was it? The, I think I think I highlighted too much. I think you you also mentioned it on your stunning segment that there were, we did disagreed on one of the matches that you picked out two matches that you enjoyed and would recommend go watch. And I think I did exactly the same. It's just that there was it, one of them was a different one. I enjoyed Orton and Riddle and the Usos and the main event and I think you enjoyed the main event and I can't remember the other one but apart from that the rest of it was pretty dross. Exactly. If you want to go back and watch this Survivor Series just go to the main event. It's it's Roman Reigns versus Big E. That's the only match yep. you need to watch from this pay-per-view. Everything else is this paint by numbers and not worth your time. Yep. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Um, It really, really was. Team Raw. Team Raw. Team Raw, as you, you said in the intro, 
team rule. And I actually called it. But then we looked a little bit, I think it was last week, we looked a little bit in deeper to the lineups and said, no, surely SmackDown will win the women's Survivor Series. Irrelevant of the Churchill Cup picks. You know, irrelevant of that because, you know, and no, team rule. Every time they book it, you know, it's 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 becoming predictable and, and, and disappointing as well, particularly when, you know, the SmackDown ladies were much, much stronger in ability and on paper than the Raw ladies. Well, all you need to know about the Survivor Series was that men's match, you literally had three countouts as eliminations in one match. Three. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was it Drew and Bobby Lashley went, got DQ'd early in the men's match? It was Drew and somebody. I do believe it was Bobby Lashley. And you know, yeah. either one of them was going to get pinned, so they had to do something. Why not just get them you, disqualified or something? As soon as they left the ring, I was like, oh, here we go. Those two are gone then. And, and you know, it's, it's just, honestly, it's pretty damn rubbish, to be fair. Exactly. So, stunning question number two. Let's go over to a show that has a pay-per-view coming up that is slightly better booked than Survivor Series. And it's it's the same company, which is kind of funny, because I'm talking about NXT 2.0 War Games. And David, how do you feel about KLR being the fourth member of the face team for the women's war game match? I don't care as long as she comes out of it strong. You know my feelings on NXT. I think you've asked me this deliberately just to wind me up um, because you've had about you've had a pretty poor week in both wrestling love life, wrestling predictions, and then you you know Greg made a fool of you in the Bond podcast. So I'm not you know I, I, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon here, but you know my feelings on NXT. You know my feelings on Kaylee Ray. I don't give a flying poo where Kaylee Ray performs as long as she. She doesn't get booked badly. The problem is, I've got to watch it now. And I don't want to watch it. I really don't. But unfortunately, because of our loyalty to, you know, um, Kaylee Ray, I've got an offshoot story um, just on Kaylee Ray while we're on it. If I, if I may digress, Youngs. Young Sean. You may. Um, obviously, I talked about on the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show, I touched briefly on ICW and the state of British wrestling. Um, and I'm going to follow that up in weeks to come because ICW had um, fear and loathing over the weekend just gone in Glasgow, Barrowlands, etc., etc. And at the end of it, they had the very final match on night two. They had what their, their version of the death match, which is called King of Insanity match between their two possible biggest main stars at the moment. With all due respect to Damo, who came back, big Damo, who came back from NXT, has obviously been sacked. So, well, there's a shock. Stevie Boy, Xavier. Stevie Boy, one of the Bucky boys, basically Mr. Kaylee Ray, at the end of the match, said goodbye to everyone in Glasgow. Um, the whole roster came out. It was a genuine feel-good moment. Irrelevant of character. Everyone dropped character and came out and said goodbye to him and said thank you to him because he's been an original, ICW original. Apparently, by all accounts now, they're making their home because obviously they're, they're a long-term partner. They're a solid wrestling couple. They have been for years Stevie's going out there to live with Kaylee. Now, whether he's going to wrestle out there or not, it's one to keep an eye on. But obviously, it's to support Kaylee. So Kaylee's not coming home soon, which is the point. Kaylee's going to be out there for a while. Now, whether that's in NXT, on the main roster, fingers crossed, or if they do get rid of her, what a pickup for AEW that would be. Sorry, thank you for allowing me to make that point. No, you're fine. I was just thinking about Kaylee Ray. I'm going like, how old is she when you said main roster? Because you know how they are about the main roster. Then yep. you said, then you said AEW. I'm going like, I kind of want her to go there because her versus Britt Baker, whatever paper you want to put that Thunder on. Her, yes, her yes, her or, or her versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, Serena Deep, have her working under Serena Deep, have Serena Deep coaching her, finishing, if you're bad, finishing her. It's just, just, but, and sorry, that was an aside because obviously I reviewed it on the Rock and Roll Wrestling Show. And then 24 hours later, you know how me and you, uh, we've got our sources, we've got our little internet finds where we find stuff. And I, I realized that Stevie's now leaving Scotland, leaving Glasgow, and going to join Kaylee out in the States. Okay, speaking of AEW, it's been reported that the Young Bucks has signed a two-year extension. So my question to you, David, is which of the founding five, so I'm going Young Bucks, Cody, Omega, and Adam Hangman Page, which one of the five will be the first to leave AEW? Ooh, good question. Who are you classing as the founding five again? Sorry. Okay, the founding five... That's I'm going with are the two Young Bucks, Kenny yep. Omega, Cody Rhodes, yep. and Hangman Adam yep. Page. You're not putting Jericho in there. Well, Jericho's kind of like the sixth one. He's kind of quasi-founder member. Yeah, because there's a point here. Kenny came on board. Well, okay. Kenny was announced at being on board after the Bucks, Page, and Jericho, and Cody. If you think back to the first press conference... They had that first press conference in around, I'm going to say October time, and Kenny's non-complete course, Kenny, because Kenny was being courted, he freely admitted it, by Triple H, and didn't come on board till the, January, I believe. Okay, so I was going back to the BTE episode where they're all outside of the Tokyo Dome looking at their phones, and he had the Bucks and Omega and Cody all there looking at their phones. <sighs> as that being the founding moment, but we'll go ahead, we'll add yeah. Jericho, we'll say no, the founding... No, 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 I'm not being argumentative for argumentative sake, it's just I'm just intrigued that if you like your definition of the founding, founding five. I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question, I think the first to leave will be Cody. I agree, it's going to be Cody, because I feel like either Cody's going to be going to Hollywood, going out of wrestling here in the near future, or somehow, some way, he might find his way back to the WWE I don't. I think wrestling holds nothing for him at the moment, apart from a platform. Um, I think I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him move into politics, but I think Hollywood is what he wants to do, or at least TV. And I think that that, and I think he will be. We agree for slightly different reasons that he will be the first to go. And having seen what went on on Dynamite on Wednesday night, um, sooner the better. Speaking of Dynamite from this past Wednesday, what do you think of the pre-Thanksgiving episode? I enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Okay, so I enjoyed the start. Then I, after I got done watching the show, <laughs> I had a question about it. I yeah, mean, go on. Okay, so give me 20 minutes of CM Punk versus MJF on the mic. Yes. <laughs> but you put it at the start of the show, and the next thing you get is that CM Punk match, and I kind of tuned out. I was like, Oh, really? Yeah, I was kind of CM Punk out. I was like, okay. And I felt like the show had to kind of catch back up because they had a lot of filler in it. Then he had the Daniel Bryan match, which was good. Then he had some more filler. Then he had the main event. Okay, oh, you, you, I think you're now... What you're referring to is the fact we're being spoiled with AEW. <laughs> and what you're calling filler now would have been their main events eight, nine months ago. And think about it, because we've on this program absolutely... Well, I certainly have. I, I won't speak for you, sorry. Um, I've certainly ruined Tony Khan as a Booker, um, but now he's actually got some talent and some ability. He's still not perfect. I mean, look at Rampage last night. What they're doing with Adam Cole is is, is rough. I love the Adam Cole Bobby Fish dynamic. I really do. But Adam Cole should be a single star. Don't you worry about it. He should be up there. He should be the member of the elite now, looking to get revenge for Kenny. 
Yeah, I can see that. So that segment where um, Britt Baker is having her Thanksgiving dinner with yeah, Tony yeah. and yeah. her crew, it kind of fell flat. I was waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for Adam Cole to barge uh, in, or I was waiting for yeah. Britt to finally just turn on Tony and go like, Tony, we're done. Yeah, I take your point, and they are teasing that. I think it was on SmackDown last night, wasn't it? We didn't, We, you know, a good old WWE Thanksgiving food fight, because that's what the viewer wants. It's, you know, it's some good shit. No, it's not. It really isn't. Yeah, I, t- I take your point on that. But no, on, on the whole, the show didn't... The show... I mean, it just started out. I mean, I, 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 I presume we're going to talk about it coming up. But you, you're not going to... At, at some point, you're going to have a dip because you're not going to open the show better than they open Dynamite. It's been a long while since I've seen an opening to a show that I've actually sat here and I'm getting closer to the telly and I'm laughing out loud and I'm laughing at the zingers and I'm going, ooh! And I'm actually going, I'm a 56 year old man who's watched wrestling since he was six and last on that opening 18 minutes just i got i actually got inside the telly with them because i was enjoying it that much okay so my next question for you is where do you see johnny gagaro wrestling in 2022 because he signed a one-week extension on his contract yeah. his contract's up december the 10th so he can wrestle at war games he should have a 30-day non-complete clause. So he can literally start, let's say, January 10th. So, sorry, January 10th, where do you see him? Good question. Really good question. I, I, I honestly, I think the only place for him is Impact. I don't see him going to AEW. Just don't. Um, he's too bland. He's not big enough. They've got enough stars. They've, they've made enough, well, you know, with the... With the pillars, with what they've got going on, um, I I thought Dynamite was a solid, solid of two hours TV I've seen in a long while. Does it benefit from Gargano being there? No, really doesn't. And I know I don't like the bloke, but he can wrestle, right? I don't like the bloke. I think he's got the personality of a slug, but he can wrestle. He's you know he's 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 a midget, but he, he's good in the ring. No, I I think Impact would be a great pickup for him. If he gets a job, but I bet he's obviously got. I think from the way his contract, the way they've done things, as you mentioned. Now, when some AEW announced, was it uh, Revolution? Didn't they this week? Back end of this week. When's that? Is that? I know it's in the new year. Is it January? Yeah, it's late January for Revolution. They're also having their special battle for the belts early in January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they've got the um, Winter is Coming specials as well, because obviously, in theory, they've only got the four pay-per-views, but obviously they, they do enough specials, like the Arthur Ashe ones, which were brilliant, um, which were two great shows. So, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. Um, I personally... Um, don't don't see Gargano going AEW. I see. I think Impact would be a really good fit for him, and he would. He, to be fair, he'd be a star in Impact. Yeah, he would be up there as an upper mid Carter main eventer and Impact. If he goes to AEW, I see him being lost in the shuffle. Yeah. To me, the perfect place is actually where he's at right now. He should stay with NXT 2.0 and has helped younger wrestlers learn on the way as he are having matches. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know, mate. Whether you're... And they've said these releases are going to be every month. You know, I, I don't, I, I really don't, you know, I don't foresee him being there much longer anyway, Sean. I see your point, David, but I do believe they would keep at least him and Chopper because you need to have two people who have the experience to lead these new people I, I'm, through matches. I'm not arguing with you, but you got to bear in mind what we're talking about. You keep forgetting that we have modicums of common sense and we see things differently to these script writers who know nothing about wrestling. True. Very true, David. So my last stunning question of the week, it comes from SmackDown. 
And the whole night, they're teasing Brock Lesnar's suspicion coming undone. And they have a battle royal for a number one contendership. So, David, you know what I was thinking. Brock's going to come in. He's going to destroy the battle royal. He's going to be the number one contender. Nope. No Brock Lesnar. We get Kayla announcing, oh, Brock's going to be on the show next week as they're going off the air. Is it not the worst way to use Brock Lesnar? Yeah, this is WWE. Default. It's the WWE yet again. People who are writing this stuff who know nothing about wrestling and know nothing about the characters, the character development, how to, um, you know, take a star. And, right, I sit and he divides opinion. And, and if you don't hate me for this, but I sit and listen to Cornette every week. And when Cornette is not obviously on a political rant, a rant of someone he just hates and whatever they do, he's going to hate them. When he talks about booking wrestling, and normally sometimes what he will say, is this is what I would do with this scenario and he talks about how he would book a scenario it's just like so wasted being sat where he is alright he's up he's got a ton of money he makes a ton of money from the Colt Cornette but what a booker what a mind what you know someone who can see something and make it better and that's what they lack exactly David because if you saw the lineup of that battle royal first thing I was doing is I was looking through there going like who could possibly be the number one contender out of this group of people and I'm going like there's not one so there has to be a surprise and there was no surprise Look at the Battle Royal over Survivor Series, right? That's a prime example. Now, I actually called it, but I called it out of sheer desperation of like, well, hang on, no, 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 definitely not, definitely not, should be, which was AJ, which you called, um, and, and that should have been, no, 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 I would have happily, happily conceded a point from me, and you have a point there, mate, without a shadow of a doubt, for AJ to win that Battle Royal, because it's the only, in that lineup. All right, they gave it to Omos and Osmosis. You can see why. But that's just a prime example of that booking. And that carries on into what you're saying about SmackDown last night. Okay, so we're going to end the 76 questions. And Big Dugs, we're going to see what was ticking you off this week. It's time for Dud's Dud of the Week. What has set him off this week? So, David, besides the Cowboys losing in the most cowboy way possible, what has set you off this week? Outside of wrestling, there's a lot. But to be honest, there was nothing really that that hideously offended me. There was a lot made me laugh. And one, actually, my my bad runs into one of my goods. Um, My bad is I I really, really don't want to see Cody Rhodes on my screen anymore. Not because he can't wrestle, because he's now too divisive and he's taking attention away from other talents when they don't need to have that attention taken away. And genuinely, we've said it before, and I'm not just being horrible. Now, go away and make a big comeback because he'd be well received. Go off, go off, have Christmas with your family. Make your plans, all right, be behind the scenes, do whatever you, but go away and come back at Revolution. Don't want to see you on the scenes. Don't want to see you on the scenes. I really don't. It's disappointing that he still insists on coming out there. And for me, it spoiled a very, very, very good main event on, on Dynamite. Only just because the rest of the uh, the rest of the guys were so good. I'm going to leave, it does lead me on. If you want to do the music or if you need to do the intro, but it'll lead me on to my opening high point of the week well before we get there allow me to speak about this because chicago i have an issue with you i know it's tradition when you go to a cubs game to throw the ball back from the visiting team <laughs> that's what you mean. 
but you have, <laughs> but you have angered your patron saint is stunning because you tossed Cody's belt back at him. Thou shall not do that. It's RFPW's top five moments of the week. Okay, David, I know where you're going, so go ahead. Give me your first one, because I know what it is. It's the fact that they kept chucking the weight belt back at him. And and, and, and as well, the first attempt was awful. It was like uh, it was like someone with no arms had thrown. thrown. It, it just like slewed across the, the bleachers at the crowd and hit the front row before getting tossed towards. And Aubrey's face was a picture, because she genuinely wasn't expecting it. And I don't think some of the characters were either. It, 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 I Obviously, it takes you back to the classic Cena, Cena RVD from second ECW One Night Stand in Hammersmith, where that Cena kept throwing his T-shirt and the crowd kept wiping their ass with it and throwing it back at him. And Cena, to be fair, grew. In my opinion, I got a lot. I John Cena rose in my estimation the way he played with the crowd that night when he just kept throwing the crowd the T-shirt back into the crowd to um, to have it thrown back. John knew how to deal with that. Cody, I think, was shocked because it, the way belt goes in great souvenir for any fan in any other circumstances no not chicago they threw it back and i just i I howled i absolutely howled and of course then it happened again later on in the match that's just like genius chicago thank you very much made an old man very happy um, because that's the sort of impromptu stuff that when the crowd crowd get involved um, to a good way obviously we're not advocating throwing stuff into the ring and I think that's what they were worried about but in this case I don't think that mattered it was funny it was humorous and it still it'll help him with his heel turn should he choose to go that way so he was doing him a favour then on top of that okay um, obviously you know what's coming at number one you know what's going to be number one for my top five of the week um, however in between so we had a certain match on NXT UK the opener with Mark Mark uh, Andrews and um, oh, I can't think of his name um, Jordan Devlin Jordan Devlin bloody hell I was going to say Finn Mellor but obviously I wasn't Jordan Devlin and that was great at number three don't curse me for this but again I absolutely howled Seth Rollins getting attacked by a fan that I think made me laugh absolutely out because of the way Seth dealt with it and the fans attempt at a rugby tackle if you're out there loopy fan because you are loopy because you, you got out of jail and made some wonderful Facebook tweets and messages about it get yourself over well done son I am available um, I will come out of retirement and teach you how to rugby tackle properly if you're going to take someone down the aftermath results i can't guarantee but at least if you're going to get that initial hit in i will show you how to hit properly because your rugby tackle your head was too high it was incest it was incest ribs not where it should have been you didn't go for the knees you put your arms around his waist you great great Lady, I've seen ladies tackle better than that. You allowed Seth to get a, Seth to, um, to 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 get you around the neck and deal with you. A bloke your size, you're in utter disgrace. What an awful tackle. Anyway, that was my number three moment. My number two moment was the main event on Dynamite. Love that match apart from apart from Cody's shouldn't be in it, but the belt stuff on top of it made it great. And at number one, it was obviously it was never going to be anything but Punk versus MJF. All the inside references, all the zingers, absolutely sheer wrestling poetry. Okay, David, so my top five of the week, I start with number five, and it's from SmackDown. It's Sami Zayn actually winning the Battle Royal 
And for a moment, I was kind of happy for Sammy saying, then Kayla comes in the rain and rains on the parade and goes like, oh, next week we got Brock Lesnar. And I'm like, Sammy, I'm looking at her going like, let me have my freaking moment. Number four, I had that Mark Andrews, Jordan Devlin match at number four. That was a solid opener. Probably the best wrestling match outside of AEW this week, easily. My number three moment is going to surprise you. It's actually the fans tossing Cody's weight belt back at him. Because I, I kind of <laughs> chuckled too. And... Oh, by the way, Andrade was smart. He became the ultimate face by he took the belt and slid it underneath the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did the way Andrade. Yes, I, I, yeah, the way Andrade dealt with that, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Number two is the slow Daniel Bryan descent into becoming a freaking major yep. heel because yep. each and every week he just does a little bit more to get the yep. crowd to boom because that was the same crowd that cheered him coming into the AEW. Now they're booing him. Yeah, good shout with that. Good shout with that. Um, yeah. He, made, he even made reference to it, which I thought was quite clever. And my number one moment of the week, like you, give me 18 minutes of CM Punk versus MJF on the mic. They don't have to touch. All they have to do is throw vertical barbs at each other. And it's pretty much entertaining. Because can you remember how many times we complained about Raw having a 20-minute promo? I don't yeah. see anybody complaining about an 18-minute promo from CM Punk and MJF. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Yeah, absolutely. Because it just shows that when it's right, the, 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 um, the scene, the mention, the, the offhand mention of Cena, Triple H, The Miz. Well, Miz wasn't offhand. Um, Phil Brooks just came out and called it. It was just, they were both, the beauty of it was... As well for me, you've got these two great guys on the stick. And no, you didn't feel that anyone came off, either one of them came off being battered by the other one, verbally. You know, they both held the ground, both held their own. They were both wonderful promos, or, or four promos, I suppose, in one. Just, it was really, really, really good. The <clears throat> the Britt Baker line, I thought, was wonderful. I really, really did. I thought that was that was. That was great. And got Brett over because then straight away Chicago went into the DMD chant. And yeah, absolutely fine. You you just felt, obviously, with the way, following on from last week, with the way MJF left the ring, just to give him that 1% up on Punk because he wound Punk up. And then obviously well, he was never going to fight him as soon as you knew he started undressing that he wasn't going to fight him because obviously they're building, they're, you know, they're not going to touch, hopefully, till the actual match itself in proper. But yeah, what a great 18 minutes. Um, just as I say, I wanted to climb in my telly and I wanted to be there. Um, it was that damn good. If you haven't seen it, guys, really, really, really need to see it. Well, Damon, it's time for you to defend the Winston Churchill Cup. Yes, we're going to pick NWA Hard Times 2. Yes, just like me this past week, I had some hard times. It's time to look at NWA. It's time for the Winston Churchill Cup. So, Mr. Champion, you have the champion's advantage. You get first selection, and there's 13 matches on this card. There is? According to Wikipedia. Oh, no, no. You are correct. I've got them in front of me. Right, I'm going to start with the ROH World Tag Team Championships and the OGK Retain. Okay, so with my first stunning selection, I'm going to the NWA Women's World Championship. Give me Camilla. <laughs> I'm taking Camilla over Molina. <sighs> Oh, that's brilliant. All right. Well, if you're going to be that obvious, Captain Obvious, I'm going to be even more obvious and go for Trevor Murdoch to retain over Mike Knox. Okay. So I'm going to slide down here to the three-way tag team match for the NWA Women's 
tag team title and allow me to select the current tag team the Hex, that would be Allison K and Marty Bell to retain over Tootie Lynn, Kali Ray, that's one team, and Lady Frost and Natalia Makarov as the other team. So give me the Hex. Yeah, fair one. Um, I'm going to take, as much as my heart breaks, um, I'm going to take Colby Carino to beat Hammerlock's finest ever student, um, Doug Williams. Because Doug's obviously been brought out there to enhance Colby. Okay, with my next selection, David, I'm taking Mickey James over whoever they find to but, wrestle Mickey James. Whoever! Right now, it's TBA, but give me Mickey James. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, the NWA Tag Team Championships, I'm going for the Rebellion. To retain. Okay, so I'm going down to the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship match. It's Austin Aries versus Red Titus. And this could be the 50-50 selection match here. Give me a double. I'm going Austin Aries. Yeah, I'd have gone with that. Big... Yeah, fair enough. I'd have gone with that. I can't. I tell you what, um, just out of interest, I'll give you food for thought. Shall we have one pick each in the, um, the gauntlet match, which is the dark match, when we come to it last... Sure, we can do that. Um, right, that leaves me... I'm going to go Jack Stane over Matthew Mims because I don't particularly want Tom Latimer versus Nick Aldis. Oh, you don't want your boy Nick Aldis or your no, boy Tom Latimer? No, I don't. I can't pick between them, if I'm honest. And I am, you know, I am. I'm, 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 I'm being honest here, mate. I'm a, you know, I am the reigning champion. I'm telling you how it is. Well, allow me because I'm going to not select that match. I'm going down to the TV title match, and it's no disqualifications, and friend of the show, Pope, is the special guest referee. Oh. It's Tyrus versus Sion. Give me Sion to win this match. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Oh, does that mean I've got... Oh, well, I've got to pick Nick Aldis. I've got to, I don't want to go... Um, I, 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 I'm a fan of Tom Latimer as much as he can be an arse in real life, um, but... Obviously, Oldest is Oldest, and he lives 45 minutes from me when he's in the UK. So, you know, Nick Oldest gets it. That leaves us with one pick, I believe, for the dark match each. No, there's another match that we did not pick. It's the it? NWA National Championship match. It's Chris Adonis versus Judas Oh, with Warren Mitchell. How did he miss that match? I don't know. Pigs will. Well, allow me to select Chris Adonis to retain the title. Oh, you see, that's where I'd have gone slight. I think there'll be at least one title change on the card. It's hard times. It's one of their biggest shows. So that could be it. Anyway, okay, yeah, we'll see. In that case, then, I'm going to have, out of all the superstars in the qualifying gauntlet match, I'm going to go for the obvious one and pick Homicide. You know what? I'm going out on a limb. Give me Luke Hawks. Yeah, no, that's. I don't think that's unreasonable. He would have been in my top three along with um, PJ Hawks, ironically. Um, but hey, no, yeah, that's fine. Oh wow! So we we start again. When's that? When is that? That's not that's not this weekend, is it? This is gonna be December fourth, so it's literally one week uh, from the day we're recording. So you're back on defense, Mister Champion. May the best person win. Well, next week when we record, I will be in Scotland. So um, I will have my laptop with me. I will be hopefully still in the hotel. And uh, I will be recording from Bonnie, Scotland. So I'm going up to see my oldest son for and help him move for Christmas. So that should be quite an interesting week and an inter- interesting take on things. It should be. So are you going to Skyfall? No, nice try. <laughs> I will be on the Majesty's Secret Service. Well, with that being said, we're going to wrap this episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling up for the week. Of course, you can listen to me and David on Finland Youth Radio, the rock and wrestling show, each and every Tuesday, 5 p.m. GMT, 12 noon Eastern, 
and I know David's going to drop some news right before he comes on the air, like he did this past week, and it's going to maybe upset me yet again. We haven't mentioned. We haven't mentioned it, have we? We haven't mentioned the skeleton in the closet, the ghost in the room, Mister Mister Burger. Do you want to talk about it? Well, David, you kind of informed me that I need to be looking for another future Mrs. Burkhead because apparently <laughs> the one I kind of enjoy on NCUK has dating a six foot four freaking mountain of an Austrian, and I have no chance in the fight with. <laughs> hey, mate, mate, listen, right? For you, we've bickered a lot lately, right? I think since our relationship has begun, it's fair to say the last month, over a couple of subjects, we've bickered more than we normally do. Would that be a fair comment? I guess. I'm prepared to make a sacrifice to you. I'm scared of two things, right? Genuinely. Heights in certain circumstances and dentists. Absolutely terrified of the second of them. I'm quite willing to take Walter outside and keep him busy and slap him about a bit because he don't scare me. And while you go in there and work your best lines, that is something I would do for you. Because if eventually you got hold of me and uh, battered the seven bells out of me, I'm not bothered by that. That wouldn't, you know, I've, I've, I've been hit by harder and bigger. I'd do that for you while you got in there and work your best lines. It's okay. We'll just kick her to the curb. I'll find me somebody else. It's okay. All right. Okay. I was looking forward to going up against the, the giant redwood and battering him. You went the last 30 seconds with Walter. You went the last 30 seconds. That would be easy money. You would see me go over to where the local betting place is and putting money on Walter to beat you in 30 seconds. You do not know what I'm capable of, young man. Never, ever judge a book by its cover. For a start, it took Walter, Walter 30 seconds to run around me. He's not going to run. He's going to chop you with one hand, and his family will see you on the ground. There's going to be two Mate, hits. I'm... He's going to hit you. You're going to hit the ground. It's going to be over. Not at all. Sean, Sean, I've shit out of the Walter. But... Anyway, <laughs> until we see you next week on Radio Free Professor Wrestling, or maybe it'll just be me on Radio Free Professor Wrestling, David, tell the good people goodbye. Have a great week, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, have a stunning start to your week, and we'll be right here next weekend with you on Radio Free Professor Wrestling. Stay stunning. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.